Hi, this is Guy Busick, and I am a co-writer of a couple episodes of Castle Rock Season 2 and the movies Ready or Not and the 2022 Scream. And you are listening to the Don't Go Out There podcast. In a world where zombies, ghosts, serial killers, and vampires all exist, it's Nico, Brian, Mike, and Dustin, and they are all that stand between you and the films that could end the world. Welcome to the Don't Go Out There Horror Movie Podcast. Welcome back, everybody, to the Don't Go Out There Horror Movie Review Podcast. Just want to thank all our fans and listeners. We really appreciate all the support. You guys are awesome. Uh, as you most know, if you're you know horror fan, Scream fan, Scream 6 just released their most recent trailer. Uh, we got our really good friend of the show, Patrick Maroney, the writer of the It All Began With a Scream book. Uh, we got him back to come on the show with us. So he's going to... He's going to give us his thoughts on the trailer. He's going to give us his thoughts on where this movie is going. Uh, I'm, ex- I'm super excited to have Patrick back. Uh, I'm excited to talk about this trailer as well because this movie looks really intriguing. And that's coming from, you know, the self-admitted, not the biggest Scream fan on the podcast. But I'm excited to hear Brian's thoughts, Patrick's thoughts. And we also have a friend of the show, Joe. She's, on the, she's joining us as well this morning. Uh, Brian, do you want to give us your thoughts on the trailer? Oh, man. I mean, it looks – and I don't know trailers can be – deceiving but there's nothing about this that doesn't look good to me personally now i know patrick probably has some thoughts himself uh first of all let me get out of there i am so glad that they changed the name of this damn movie and because we were so worried that it was going to be the scream with the two slashes that were you know like kind of had a hidden six in it i think at first or some some bull crap and I was mad, even though that I'm so I was, I'm the maddest that they didn't call Scream Five Five Cream to begin with. But I'm so glad that it went with Scream Six and just said, "Forget it. We're just gonna make fans happy." And look, I am gonna say this right off the bat. I'm a, you, everybody knows how huge of a Kevin Williamson stan I am on the show. This is in very good hands. I feel like, and I don't want to say the the franchise needed it because I would have never said that before. But it just seems like, given these two movies, and I haven't seen Scream 6 yet, obviously, but given these two movies, it seems like it needed some new blood. What do you guys feel about that? Well, first, Brian, did you see the shirt that Jack Quaid gave everyone at rap for the last movie that was... Um, yes. The, yes. The, yes. My stream, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, so... The going into this one, I'm I'm kind of excited because I feel like one we know that these guys are huge super scream fans, just like a lot of us. And I feel like with the last movie, they got the fan service out of the way. You know, the ghost cave, notwithstanding, um, trademark. I trademarked that um, ghost face little shrine <laughs> cave. Um, nice, I like it. You know, the the ghost cave notwithstanding, like, I have a really strong feeling that, like, a lot of the fan service is out of the way now, and they're just going to be free to do what they want. So I think we're really going to get their vision with this one, which I think is exciting to really see what... And the thing is, we're getting that new blood, but you still have Marianne Maddalena, Kathy Conrad, Courtney Cox that are still... So you still have that main core, and... Courtney was is a producer on this one also. 
So you still have those people have been there since the beginning that'll help. And Kevin, obviously, to right. steer if they start going too far off script. But there are, but they'll still be able to inject that new blood into it. Um, yeah, sure. So just kind of right off the bat, um, I got to meet Roger Jackson uh, last September. He signed my mask. You can't see it, but it's up there. Um, and I was talking to him about Scream 6, and he actually told me back in September that it was centered in New York. And I just, I was so excited that we finally got out, of, not finally got out of Woodsboro, but I was like, you know, that's such a good um, yeah. transition into something that could, you know, push the series in a different direction. Because, um, I mean, it's a money maker. People are going to spend money to go see it. And I think, you know, to get um, like new story lines without needing to be stuck in Woodsboro, because I feel like that's just yeah. kind of like the rinse and repeat um, plot line of Scream. So uh, I, didn't, I don't know if everybody knew that back in September, but I felt I felt kind of special that I got to know that. <laughs> <laughs> right from Roger Jackson's mouth, he's like, "Yeah, we just we just finished shooting. Uh, it's set in New York," and he's like, "That's about all I can say." And I'm like, "All right, sweet, <laughs> um, super nice guy, by the way." He uh, he uh, he spoke in his scream voice the whole time I was talking to him. It was, uh, it was pretty awesome. Um, but that's just kind of my my general thoughts. Um, I like the way they've got the uh, still some of the old cast, but with the new. Um, kind of up and coming scream queens, as if you will. Um, I think it's good. I think it sets a scene for a new path for the franchise. I'm excited. I'll just go real quick, Brian. Uh, who am I to say that Kevin Williamson needs to step away from this franchise? He's been there from the beginning, but you know, I do think the film's in good hands. Um, you know, super yeah. excited to have Guy Busick back on in the future. His interview is incredible. Uh, I love talking to him, he's super smart. Uh, I'm ex like like Joe just mentioned, you know, Scream Queens of today. Uh, Jenna Ortega, I'm a huge fan of hers, but you know, I love Courtney Cox as well. So you get kind of some of the past and the future all in one movie. Uh, I don't know what to expect with this movie, and I like that. So I mean, I, I kind of agree with all of you. I hope we do something a little bit different. I hope it's not just another. I'm obsessed with Ghost Ghostface, or I'm obsessed with the fame that comes with it, or something like that. Uh, I, I'm intrigued to see what happens. So I'll say that. And I'm sure we picked all picked up on some Easter eggs. I've watched several YouTube videos breaking it down because, you know, I don't have the time to break down a two and a half minute trailer to make 20 minutes of content. That's incredible. If somebody can actually do that and identify <laughs> all the different mask and horror villains in the subway and all the different pieces of screen memorabilia that are in the bat cave as Patrick called it. <laughs> I like that. But, but yeah, I'm intrigued. I'll just leave it at that, Brian. I'm intrigued in, I think the best thing you can say about it is Kevin Williamson is very happy with the film. So well, yeah. I think the biggest problem that we have with like, you know, the nightmare on Elm Street remake is they didn't even consult Wes Craven. He wasn't happy with it. So as long as, you know, you get some approval from the past that makes it better. I feel like so that's, I'll right. just leave that at that, Brian. You said well, you had so some other questions for us. Or? Well, I mean, you brought up the ghost, you brought up the ghost cave, Patrick. So talk, talk about a little bit about that. Talk about some of those Easter eggs that, uh, that everybody's finding in there. What do you think about that? Which also, can I just say to come on this podcast, I had to break my own rule because with this, like with anyone, any other series, I, I don't care if I watch trailers or whatnot, but I always try to go into the screen movies as blank as possible. 
So I watched right. the trailer once and then never again. Um, so I had to watch it like four times to be able to speak <laughs> intelligent. Well, let's not get carried away, but, um, <laughs> but <laughs> to be able to speak about it. But um, yeah, like the ghost cave, it has, you know, a bunch of the ghost face masks. If you look, they have um, like Olivia's outfit, um, Tatum's outfit. Um, Jill, um, it looks like they have a bunch of knives and props. Um, I'm guessing it's stab and not like actually from the, the murders that we saw on screen. Cause mm. that would open a whole plot hole. But so it's probably like a stab shrine in the ghost cave. But, um, yeah, it, it, the one thing is I was actually hoping we would move away from stab a little bit with it. Cause it, the stab part I think has gotten a little a little more of a joke than it should be um yeah. you know it was good the way they did it in the last one with you know the Ryan Johnson and everything mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I don't think stab adds a ton to the series anymore especially with the way they did the opening of the fourth movie um yeah. I think that hurt stab for a lot of people when they did one too many fake outs I gotcha. Well, okay. So you brought that up with the uh, with the plot hole, possibly. Now this kind of opens up an entire new thing here with Kirby being. I don't know if she's an FBI agent. I don't know if she's a cop. I I like you w- wanted to try for once to stay a little bit in the dark about it. I just saw her with the badge, so she's obviously in law enforcement somewhere. So if that is stuff from previous killings and not the stab movies. She would have access to it. Just throwing that out there. You know what? I, and actually, not to jump too far ahead, but like, I was actually just talking to some people about like ways that they could, if they wanted to, like really change up the um, the format. Like, bring Kirby back and have her be the killer. You yeah. know, it would be like a Rebecca Gayhart urban legend trauma right. thing. Mm-hmm. You know, and right. also. Like, we know in these movies that there's always two ghost face. Kill one of the ghost face in the second act so that yes. the characters see that they're safe. And then, like, the third act bloodbath starts and they're all caught off guard again. Like, how awesome would that be to see, like, just completely changing the format in that way? Yeah, exactly. And I said that, I think, when we were doing one of the screen reviews, two or three where it's just like kill kill two kill one of them early on and then reveal it then you know and then maybe get a surprise later or just have one for once who knows you know i mean i know that's kind of a just you know i, I don't know i don't want them to go too far out of the way anyway joe what do you think about gail finally getting a phone call for once like she finally <laughs> gets a ghost face phone call it's it's shown in the trailer what do you think about that I think it's funny that they're still using a landline. Number one, uh, pick <laughs> that up. True. It wasn't a cell phone. Um, I to backtrack to number five. Um, I like that they brought it into the future. I know you guys talked about this when you reviewed it, but I like that it was a cell phone and whatever. Um, yeah, and I, I like that she's you know standing up to him, and you know she's she's always done that in the past. But um, yeah. <laughs> 
the the thing that stuck out most to me was that it was a landline, and I like that they kind of stick to that. It doesn't it doesn't bother me. It doesn't make me feel like it's too old or too nostalgic or tropes that they've done in the past. I actually like it. I like that they kind of um, keep it. But in saying that, you know, the way the trailer is right now, you know, as she's talking to him, um, and you can see Ghostface in the back swooping up whoever that he's swooping up. Um, he or she, um, and they're still talking. So to me, it still feels like there's two because just the way that scene is yeah. in the trailer, you know, I mean, unless they're not trying to they be cut, super, yeah, yes. they cut it wrong, different, cut yeah. it differently, or whatever. Yeah, but go ahead, Nico. No, I was just going to comment on the Gale thing. Number one, I thought the line was cringy as hell. <laughs> Personally, the I'm going to shoot you in the head. I'm like, Gale, you've been in five of these. You could have gave me a little better line than I'm going to shoot you in the head. But that's just me. <laughs> uh, but the second thing I was going to – this is just a question. Do y'all think – there's no way they spoiled Gale's kill, right? Like, that can't be her death scene. I don't think so. I mean, a part of me thinks, like, they did, but a part of me thinks, like, they wouldn't do that. But then they're trying yeah, to do something different, so – Scream has my head all in, in a pretzel. <laughs> so, so I love two thoughts with this. So one, any previous, any of the previous screams, they have really highlighted the opening of the movie, which right. they don't seem to do with this unless it is the Gale part, um, which it would, which I don't think that they would kill Gale in the opening because we know she's in other scenes. Right. Um, it could be a Jenna Ortega situation with the last one, which I think the last opening was probably the best since Drew yeah. Barrymore. And, um, but it would still throw people off if they saw Gail getting the call in the opening. Um, so I'm of the thought that either that's the opening or they say later that the Scooby gang is going to set a trap for Ghostface. So I think it's either the opening or she's the bait for it so i think that they it's not showing a uh her getting killed i think it's one of those two options and they'll pop out of the uh the cake or something to save her well speaking of the opening i mean and this would kind of fit the the guy busick and their little formula there a lot of people are saying that samara weaving's character sasha that they kind of just showed a little brief little glimpse of maybe the opening kill because, you know, it's Samar Weaving's huge right now, you know, besides Jenna Ortega. I mean, she's one of the biggest scream queens out right now. She may be the opening. I don't know. What do you guys think about that? Go ahead, Joe. Well, that's, I don't know. That's a good question. I have, I don't know. Oh, to be honest. Um, I, yeah. Do you like Samara Weaving? What do you think about her? Yeah, she's great. Because I don't think Dustin does. Why? No, she... <laughs> I don't know. She's he's got a problem with her. I don't know. Her, her screen. screen. He hates her screen. Yeah. He's <laughs> yeah. in so much trouble then right now. <laughs> she's literally in a movie called Scary. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but, um, if she's not the opening. She's either going to be the opening or the Sarah Michelle Gellar, Jenny McCarthy, where oh, she okay. has like two yeah. scenes. Yeah. Because they okay. also have, that's usually a bigger person. You know, it's, it was Henry Winkler, Sarah Michelle Gellar, Jenny McCarthy. Right. And yeah. then in four, you had Olivia, but um, 
and then you had Sheriff Judy in the fifth one. So they always have kind of a bigger person as the yeah. second real, really kill. Um, because I, I don't count Kyle Gellner as like a real character in the fifth one. Um, but like he's still a bigger name than some of them. So, uh, um, yeah. So she's gonna be one of those two. Like she's not making it out of the movie alive unless she is Ghostface. Well, Ghostface never makes it out alive either. So scratch that. That's true. But th- th- and you know what? That kind of brings me to the next thing. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Nico. Do you have something to say about tomorrow weaving? What do you think? No, I was just going to say that on IMDb, she still doesn't have a name on there. I mean, I know I've seen it where she's called Sasha, but on IMDb, her name is still just Samara Weaving. So I know you get oh. like the little homage to her character in Ready or Not on the subway. I'm really curious what they do with her. Like I said, man, my head's kind of in a pretzel. Like, I want to know what they do with Samara Weaving because she's a huge name. I mean, do you bring her in just to kill her off at the very beginning? I mean, you could. Mm-hmm. I mean, it'd be. I mean, she's a big enough actress now where – she would have that kind of impact like Ortega did in the last one, Drew Barrymore in the first one. Uh, mm-hmm. But I could also see her maybe being a ghost face, being a killer maybe. I mean, I, I don't know. Because what, the Scream 4 had a female killer, Scream 2 had a female killer, 5 had a female ghost face. So why not have her as one of the ghost face? But the only question I have is about that is the guy who plays the ghost face stuntman, which I just looked up and I forgot his name already, but he's five foot ten. So I've been looking at all the other guys' height. I'm like, all right, who else is kind of the same height? Maybe I can figure it out that way. But nah. <laughs> I feel like I don't think that's going to work. <laughs> no. Based on Scream 4, that does not work because you had like, Nico Tortorella, they're like seven feet tall. And then yeah. <laughs> Emma Roberts and Eric Knudsen, Eric's like, we're like three feet tall in comparison. Like they had to get like apple boxes for them to stand on. <laughs> So, like, there, you, yeah, I, I don't think we can go by the stuntmen or ladies. Well, so, yeah. if I'm not mistaken, if I'm not mistaken, we asked Guy Busick when he came on if he had kind of plans for other ones, and he, you know, was like, "No, we we just focused on five, But he did kind of, I think, hint to having an arc. Let's say they have a three movie arc. Let's say that, um, you know, what what if this is the one time we don't get the ghost based that dies and moves into a seven and goes after Sydney. If she is in fact secretly not in this one, um, you know, maybe go ahead, Patrick. Oh, sorry. I just wanted to say not to interrupt. So no, you're what fine. I heard the original plan was with Sydney was she was never, this was always Gail's movie and that yeah. Sydney did never had a big part in this one. And that the seventh one was, yeah, it was almost like with this trilogy, like the first one was Dewey. Cause Let's be honest, until the end, Sydney and Gail didn't really. And then this was going to focus on Gail, and then the next one was going to close out with Sydney. So I heard that too. Good. Yeah. Well, see, I mean, and and what if this, like I said, what if this ghost face doesn't die here and goes after Sydney in this one, in in the next one? But, you know, it kind of brings us to what Joe was talking about off air a little bit. And, you know, Kevin Williamson came out and, you know, I mean, it doesn't matter, but. He, he did say in December 16th uh, Collider that Stu is dead. So what do you think about what do you think about that, Joe? Everybody's probably, you know, a lot of people want Stu Mocker back. Oh, I think it's I think it's a tease. I don't I don't think I don't think it can be Stu just based on 
how far into this series we are and we've heard nothing. Um, like we got, we got to see Billy as a, as a ghost Billy. Yeah. Ghost Billy. I guess it's a good way to put it as a hallucination. <laughs> um, yeah. which I, I didn't love it the first time I saw it, but like the, the, after the rewatch, I was like, you know, that was a good way to like bring him back without bringing him back and making him a ghost face again. And, right. um, I, as much as I, I, I love Stu's character. He's one of my favorite characters in the first one. Um, I, I don't think it would make good sense to, to have him be alive all this time. Like that doesn't make sense. Um, yeah. so I hope, I hope, you know, what Kevin Williamson said was, accurate. I mean, I know it's accurate. He said it, but I don't, I don't think with the new folks writing, I don't think, I don't think they would do that. Nico, you, Nico, you would hate that. Oh, I would hate it. <laughs> but, but I mean, it's like too many times, and this is my, you know, I tweeted the other day about Kirby. I know that uh, Wes Craven at tease, like she could be alive and that's fine. I know she's a fan favorite, but so many times in this franchise, we've showed the people who survived, you know, carried out on stretchers. It just kind of annoys me that they showed Kirby get – I rewatched Scream uh, 4 like two days ago, and she took two pretty good stabs from a big knife, and they just showed her laid on, on the ground. So I assume she was dead. I mean, I mean, I don't feel like it would have been too hard to show her put t- taken out on a on a stretcher. Like, I, it just kind of bothers me that, oh, she's been alive the whole time. I mean, you could do the same thing with Stu. Why not? I mean, it's the same thing. Yeah. You said well, David Arquette getting pulled off on a stretcher how many times? Mindy and uh, <laughs> yeah. the other guy in Scream 5. I can't remember his name. Mason? His name Mason? Mason. Yeah. They got took off on a stretcher, and they showed they were alive. Like, what, what's so hard about showing that they survived? Chat, Chad, I, I think. So I, I, do, I do have a question, though, about uh, Stu yes. after everyone else answers there. Well, I think – well, especially since Scream 4's ending took place in the hospital. Um, like, it makes sense they could have shown – But that was the thing also, like, Wes was always like, well, you know, we didn't see her die. And in the book, when I talked to Rory Culkin, he's like, he said that he thought that Charlie gave her a chance, you know, but Kevin had come out and said that his intention was for her to be dead. Um, But honestly, if a horror site wants to get headlines and get attention. They just have to write a stew is alive article and right. people will lose their shit. It's <laughs> like the stew truthers are like the QAnon of horror. Like, <laughs> like they are crazy. And like the, the leaps of logic that they will take to find ways for him to be alive. You know, the, like with what Nico said, like we haven't heard anything about Stu in 25 years being alive. Like if he was alive or in prison, someone would have mentioned it at some point. Like we did get yeah. with Kirby in the fifth movie that YouTube, like they're not just going to ignore that this guy's in prison, you know, right. where it would have worked possibly with the third one. If they went with that original plan, if Kevin wrote the movie, but because not as much time had passed, but it's right. just now too much time has passed. Like he's not going to be living like the Unabomber in the woods. <laughs> right. Uh, <you> know, <laughs> like 
it's not like in Halloween where like they had a cult that like scurried his body away and nursed him back to hell. And he's been living like the Unabomber for 25 years just to pop out in the ghost cave. <laughs> Patrick, it's funny you brought up the cult thing because I watched a couple of YouTube videos about this and they were talking about Stu like had like a secret cult that was obsessed with ghost, ghost face. That's how they got all of the shrine stuff. I was like, this is some, 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 this one hell of a reach right here. Well, and I don't mind the like, cult thing. As long, I mean, they don't have to be worshiping Stu and Stu be alive to do that. I mean, you could have, you know, there, there are, there are people that do that, period. I mean, there are, you know, I don't know where you would get a hold of all of that. That takes us back to the evidence. Like, where mm-hmm. would you get a hold of all of that evidence if that is, in fact, the real stuff and not stuff from Stab, which it looks pretty damn accurate to the real stuff and not necessarily what they would kind of cheaply do in a Stab movie, but I don't know. Wait, why are you saying the Stab movies are cheap? They had, <laughs> did you see the cast they had David Schwimmer, Tori Spelling. <laughs> That's like, those movies had to have been like top, top tier. <laughs> Well, and if you look in that Batcave, there's a shirt that I was watching, a, you know, a breakdown. And one of the shirts that was in there was Lucy Hale's. They believe it's Lucy Hale's characters, like the yellow shirt where she got stabbed and stabbed. So, I mean, who? it might be from Stab. I mean, I don't know. I'm excited to see it. Though. Yeah, it, it mm-hmm. might be. I'm, I'm very excited about the explanation. I'm very excited about, you know, the, the New York setting being something different. I'm very excited about the new blood and the new life that seems to be injected in here and this franchise isn't falling into doesn't seem to be anyway yet isn't falling into the same age-old trope that we've gotten with halloween with nightmare on elm street with uh with friday the 13th where mm-hmm. it's just recycle rinse and repeat and we are getting good stuff and not going to space just throwing that out <laughs> so, so i want to get your guys have been so i'll be that guy Okay. The bodega scene in the trailer doesn't really work for me. Like, especially as the opening <laughs> of the trailer, out of context, maybe it's amazing in the context of whatever chase scene it is, but a, the bodega scene just really isn't working for me in the trailer. I like the Gale scene. You know, the subway scene is good, but, like, with moving it to New York, I feel like... It's almost like they were afraid of being Jason Takes Manhattan, that they're now throwing every New York thing that they can. Like, let's go to a bodega. Let's go on the subway. Let's, you know, (laughs) like, you know, like everywhere except Times Square since they filmed in Montreal. You know, we're going to see every New York thing. There will probably, Times Square Elmo will probably show up. Um, It probably, it probably will. (laughs) Times Square Elmo is actually Ghostface. I'm calling it now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, so, like, that's my only thing is, like, I hope they don't go too far into trying to, like, for lack of a better word, like, convince us (laughs) that they're in New York. What do you guys think of that? 
If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I think that you're probably 100% right. I think that you I think that they will hit all the landmarks and 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 do everything like that. Um that doesn't bother me, I guess, so much. I, as long I mean, you know, look at what they did in in Scream 3. Uh, you know, they they didn't hit all the landmarks in California, right? But, you know, this isn't the first movie or installment to take us out of out of Woodsboro, thankfully. So, you know, it's I don't know. I, I, I'm 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 ready for a set. I'm ready for a scene change for a setting change. Personally, I'm honestly, like you said, Patrick. I want to see the whole context of it, but I like to see my slashers like in public. Like I think it's going to be really cool. I mean, I know a lot of people don't like Jason takes Manhattan, and I get it. But seeing him in Times Square, I thought was awesome. I'm excited to see Ghostface amongst a bunch of random people that don't know what's going on. So. I'm kind of curious how he got so fast and avoided that shotgun shell, but you know, but seeing him in that bodega, uh, Jenna Ortega is awesome. So I'm excited to see her. It looks like a really tense scene. Um, Sam, I think, I think, yeah, I think she's just okay. I'll see if she's any better in this one. I wasn't the biggest fan personally, but I, I do love. I'm a big fan. I'm excited to see it, but it, but then again, it might stink, man. It might, it might not be any good. Well, and, and let me just say before Joe weighs in, like, like I don't think, like, I think that they've taken care of that. It won't, I don't think it's going to be a bad movie. Like, I think there's enough care that was put into it and there's enough from the trailer. They're just going really hard in the New York, like the tagline of New York, new rules and like, like the marketing, like they did a New York Times crossword puzzle. Like they're, they're like, they're like one step away from like, Starting the OnlyFans between Ghostface and the Statue of Liberty to market the movie, like that's my only concern. Is like they're going really hard, and I put a really bad image in all of your minds. Then I admit it. Really, <laughs> yes, definitely. Joe, what do you think? Um, it's funny that you bring up the bodega part because when the trailer dropped. Uh, right before I watched it, I was watching some true crime episode. I don't even know what it was anymore. Um, it was in New York, and this kid was getting chased by a bunch of people that were trying to beat him up. And he literally ran into a bodega, and the guys followed him in there and just, like, beat the hell out of him and dragged him out. And then um, Brian actually texted me that the trailer dropped. I'm like, oh, my gosh, let me go watch it. And then it literally was that exact scene that I just watched. From the true crime video, so it's, it's uh it's funny that 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 you even bring that up because I was like it was I was like wow that's 
remarkably similar to what I literally just watched. Um, but it's probably I mean, go ahead. I was just going to say it's probably one of the only cities where you could chase somebody into a scene, stab them, kill them, shoot them, and nobody give a shit. <laughs> Yeah, he's like, just don't do it in here. Please do it in the sidewalk. Bring it, get out of here. I don't want to clean that up. <laughs> the amount of food that we will have to replace if you spill blood yeah. on it. <laughs> we'll have now to there's have a lot count it. You know, we've seen we've seen Ghostface use guns throughout the series. Obviously, they're different ghost faces and whatnot. I mean, they're just people with masks. What do you guys think about the shotgun scene? There's a lot of people not happy that he's not wielding a knife, but seem to forget. That we've had guns throughout the whole series. What do you think about that? Horror fans being crybabies, like always. Yeah, there you go. There you go. I mean, I mean, if you watch the whole trailer, it's obviously just one scene, and he only took the gun from the right. shop owner. It's not like he walked in with it. I mean, he just whoever was playing Ghostface did what they had to do to survive and kill the the shop owner. I mean, like Jesus Christ, horror fan! Like, can can y'all shut up and just enjoy what you're watching? Like, I, you. I'm kind of having that running issue with a lot of movies recently. Thank you. I think when the trailer, uh, when because there was an image from the bodega scene that originally got out with him holding the shotgun, uh, them holding the shotgun, because we don't, it could be a lady. Um, but uh, I remember a lot of people crying about that. So, but I think the trailer did show, like you said, Nico, the context of he's a, Ghostface isn't just walking around carrying a sawed-off shotgun. I think that would have been a little crazy. But um, but also, and Brian, correct me if I'm wrong since you said this, I think the only time we've actually seen Ghostface use a gun, though, is after the unmasking. I don't think we've seen Ghostface use while masked. So I think that's new. Um, yeah, no, you, no, you, you're right about that. I just, you know, I kind of put them the one in the same, but yeah, no, I get that. I completely get it. Unless did, did, uh, um, I thought, didn't he have, a, I thought he had a gun while he was masked. Maybe I'll, maybe not. Maybe I was, maybe I'm mistaken. Um, I don't, oh, Roman. Roman. Yeah. Yeah. Roman. I, don't, I, don't, I can't, I can't remember. I, don't, I, don't I kind of just I don't forget remember, about. <laughs> <laughs> Shame but so Brian, this actually is a question that I've been having with a discussion. I've been having with people too is, there's obviously someone different under the mask in each movie. So do we, how much should we be looking at Ghostface as a character unto itself versus the different characters under the mask? You know, right. are there certain characteristics characteristics that we should just expect from Ghostface of there'll always be a knife, there won't be a gun, or should we be looking at it as individual cases each time? No, I, I agree with that 100%. Every, you know, if it's the same guy under the mask every time, yes. But, I mean, we're we're getting different ones. We're getting two or three at a time sometimes. So, yeah, I completely agree with you. I think the whole, the fact that everybody is dressing up as Ghostface. I mean, there's, there's a, I mean, they're bound to, follow a lot of the same things as done prior. So I think the knife is kind of like the mask in the sense it's, it's just like a part of the ghost face. And if they're already going as far to dressing up as ghost face, I don't think the knife is too far away. Back to the, the gun. I don't, I think it's crazy that people, that there aren't more. I know it's a whole slasher thing and that, you know, people want to see things other than guns, but it's like, it's the most common 
weapon that you can find, I feel like, to cause instant damage. So why not? Like, I don't think it, I don't think it ruins it. It doesn't bother me. It wouldn't bother me with Ghostface because it's a regular human. But like, I don't want to mm-hmm. see Jason right. or Michael Myers. You know, right. It takes away from their, you know, their aura that they're super strong. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I mean, they're not supposed to be like humans technically. But what, transitioning, honestly, that's a great way to transition. You know, we all watch the trailer. The mask looks aged, kind of like Halloween does now. Yes. Uh, at the end of it, Mike brought it up, but I listened for it again. You kind of hear that at the end of the trailer. Are they? Are they? Tra- are they kind of? Are they? Are they going somewhere different with Ghostface? He says he's different than the re- the rest of them. Are they going to go more supernatural? Something different with it? I don't know. I hope not. I don't think so, though. I, I don't. Sure I don't think so either. But it's just I'm wondering. He says he's a different kind of Ghostface. You've never you've never dealt with me before, or this kind before. I mean, the Easter egg is there, I guess. I definitely totally heard cool. the Jason thing too at the end. So, Nico, are you on board saying that it's Ghost Stew as Ghostface this time? I wouldn't know what – I would probably be speechless if that happened. I wouldn't know what to say. <laughs> Same. I would not be happy about that. I legitimately have no idea who could be Ghostface. I don't think it's any of the – I mean, I don't think it's any of the crew from the last one. I, haven't, I, mean, I don't see how it could be. Or why it would be? It's kind of recycled. That I don't. I don't know. My money is on sisters Lois and Murphy from Scream Two, Rebecca Gayhart and Portia De Rossi. Just kind of lost it, and that's why they have the ghost <laughs> cave. They've been getting all the all the materials as it's happened. So that that's that's what my money's on. And Samara Weaving is their love child. That they adopted, oh, so it's like a ghost face. You heard it here first. <laughs> well, I mean, you saw I saw that like Henry Cerny, I think that's how you say his name. He's a professor. I mean, do you think he's the one who has all this stuff? Like, maybe he's kind of obsessed with it. I mean, I mean, think about Urban Legend. Robert England was a professor, and he had all that stuff in his uh, in his true. office. I mean, are they going that kind of route? Maybe. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Just a lot of questions you can ask. I don't know. <laughs> Well, we're getting on uh, 37 minutes here. Uh, you guys have anything, any other final thoughts? We'll just go around the horn one more time. What do you guys think, Patrick? Uh, can I go last? <laughs> okay. Joe, go ahead. <laughs> um, yeah, sure. So just kind of my final thoughts. I I love the, the look of the mask. Um, like Nico said, it does kind of give you that Halloween 18 vibes. Um, I wasn't expecting it because it's been, you know, the same like pure white mask up until now. And I just, I think that's really super cool. I like the effects. Um, I'm sure people are going to hate it, but I personally, I really like it. Um, the, uh, seeing Kirby back, I think that was, that's pretty cool. Um, I can't wait to see what they do with her character. I really actually hope it's not Kirby is ghost face because I feel like that's the most obvious choice and i don't think that they would pick the most obvious one um the shrine looks super cool i can't wait to see what they do with the uh how how they explain that if it's going to be sab or if it's actual evidence and how did they get it the whole thing um i'm just i'm really excited i think i think it's uh new different i think it'll be good nico 
I pretty much just echo what I've been saying. I'm just excited to see what happens. It does seem really different. Uh, the vibes seem different to me. I'm excited to go watch it. Hopefully get a better theater crowd. Jesus Christ this time. Uh, I just want one good theater crowd. Uh, but really, I'm just happy that we all could do this. You know, it's fun to talk about our favorite horror movies. I'm glad you could join us, Patrick. I want you to make sure you shout your book out one more time at the end. We'll make sure we share links. Go check his book out. It's awesome. If you're a Scream fan, there's no reason why you shouldn't have it at this point. Uh, but, yeah, I'm excited to watch it. Brian, you can go ahead and go next. Yeah, and if you're, if you're watching on YouTube, you can see me holding up the book right now. If you don't have a signed copy, sorry, couldn't be me. Uh, just going to throw that out there. Um, and uh, look, as as far as my thoughts on the on the thing, I, I've said this before when we've done a few reviews. I to me the the it doesn't matter to me anymore who the ghost face is. I like that's to me secondary now. You know, now I just want to see the progression of the story, the progression of my quote family. Now that we've come to to love, that I've come to love and and want to see how their lives progress and and what kind of new shit that they have to get out of. And, uh, you know, I just want to see a good story. And I'm very excited about, I want them to do what Patrick just said and 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 have the seventh one focus on Sydney and kind of have the arc and maybe that even be the last one. I want that to be the, the case. I, I would love to see that in a, a true, um, you know, just correlated story that all runs together nicely. I would love, I would love to see that. It all began with a screen book. If you can't see the screen, if you can't, you know, couldn't see it on YouTube, it all began with a screen book, Patrick Maroney, go check it out. If you want to see that's, it's an amazing book. Go ahead, Patrick. But the other thing is this has such a large cast. So kind of like what we were saying, and that's, that's why I had to go last. Cause I, I don't have anything uh, to say. Um, a lot of what people were saying with the last one being a lot darker, I feel like this is going to be like 10 times darker than the last movie. Um, and also we have probably the biggest cast since Scream 2. They've got to kill some of the, we had 17 survivors from the last movie. Some of them have to go. Sorry, twins. Probably Chad's going to be the first one to go out of them. Um, but so it's just like, I think we're going to have some good chase scenes. Hopefully like, it's just going to be like balls to the wall, like for two hours. So, um, that's what I'm most looking forward to. And just, you know, seeing how the story continues to progress and how, and radio silence is still so early in their career to also see how they're progressing too. Um, and when they kind of have more of a, you know, more of what their vision of Scream is. Because the last one, again, like we said, um, it was a lot of fan service. It was kind of connecting the other ones. So this one, they're kind of free. They're kind of like Ghostface. They're free to roam the big city. Yeah, and I'm glad you brought up Radio Silence. They're quickly becoming personally one of my favorite, if not my favorite, writing, directing, producing duos and trios and groups of you know, that there is out there right now. I just, I, I love what they do. I think we're just on the same page as me as a fan and them as a obviously multi-million dollar company. <laughs> Nico. All right. Let's end the, let's end this reaction on this question. Does Gail die? We'll go around the horn. I'm going to say yes. Joe. Yes. Brian. Hmm. I would say yes. Patrick. Does Gail die? 
I'm going to say no, just because she's the only one of the original three in this one. But also, being that Courtney is a producer, maybe that's how they got the trade-off. But if yeah. they wanted to break the formula again, kill Gail. But I just, there's something in me that thinks that she doesn't. But I'm, I wouldn't put money on it. You know, I think, like, Dewey, I would have put money on in the last one. There's something holding me back with this one from agreeing with you guys. I just, and, and I mean, we know Nev said that Sydney will never die. So, like, we'll always have her. But there's something about, I just feel like Gail, I think she won't. Hey, I, I kind of hope that she doesn't, to be honest with you. I hope that they don't. I hope that if they're going to kill somebody, I don't want to see Kirby go, but she would probably be, if you're going to kill a legacy character, she would be the one to go and then maybe have Gail die. If she does die in the next one, instead of Sydney, you know, you know, since they yeah. kill her. I just kind of feel like Gail has gotten a lot of like side injuries, shots to the hip. I, thought, I feel like this might be the one where Ghostface finally, you know, <laughs> finishes her off, but I'm with you, Patrick. I wouldn't bet money either. I wouldn't bet money on it. It's like, I wouldn't feel comfortable putting my money on she dies, but I feel like they might do it in this one. But you Gail's know, does the anybody have any natural character of, of scream? Not Ghost Face, Gail. Yeah, right. I mean, does anybody have any final thoughts? Yeah, I feel like forty-five minutes. I feel like we've done a great job. Uh, Joe, Patrick, thank you for joining us again. It's been awesome. Uh, hope the fans enjoy this. Oh, I'm sure we're all super excited to see uh, Scream Six when it comes out. And I've already teased it, but let's just give away another book, Patrick. We'll figure out a way to give away uh, another book somehow. We'll figure out some kind of giveaway coming in the future. Uh, Thank you for listening. Y'all have a good one. Thank you. Just want to remind everybody.